inside the feral zone. Greetings, listeners. Welcome back inside the feral zone. I am Renee Coleman, operating from, where are we here, the Mauna Kea Resort Mauna Hotel Kea. in yeah. uh, beautiful Mauna Kea Beach, Hawaii. Kona. Yeah, well, we, yeah. we flew into Kona. Yeah, right. right. And then we, we took, a, took a bus over here. This is, uh, so, uh, uh, welcome to the, the Feral Zone podcast. The Feral Zone is a sister podcast of the Troubled Men podcast. It uh, appears in this space from time to time. Some things about it are the same. Some things are very different. Today is different, obviously. Uh, we're, uh, we're doing it from Hawaii. We're here the, uh, uh, for the Big Island Jazz and Blues Festival, 10th. 10th annual Big Island Jazz and Blues Festival. I'm here with uh, the Iguanas. I'm here with my iguana bandmate, uh, nice. Joe Cabral, Hello. sitting here to, to my left. Yes. Uh, we have a terrific guest today. We have uh, move over a, to your right. a whole whole lineup uh, uh, here at the festival. We have a, a lot of former Troubled Men podcast guests. We have uh, the illustrious Jason Ritchie and his lovely wife, Caitlin Dibble. We have uh, uh, young Jason Mingledorf. We got uh, dual Jasons here, uh, young Jason uh, Mingledorf. We have uh, 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 big Mardi Gras big chief Donald Harrison is here with us. Uh, who else? Uh, 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 of course, our our our, our uh, great promoter impresario uh, Kenny uh, Martinez Bergmeier right. is uh, promoting the whole thing. He's appeared on the podcast before, but. Uh, uh, we have a, a returning uh, a guest. We we weren't able to get him last time. We were we were here at uh, at this festival last year because he had he had bugged out. He made a made a, a hasty retreat. But we're uh, so so this time we're 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 jumping the gun. We're getting before uh, before we play the big concert. Managed so we, to capture him. Yes, yes. <laughs> so we. Uh, we we're, we're we're thrilled to have him. It's tough, man. <laughs> we're he's he's a moving target. He, he's hard to get, hard to pin down. We're, we're thrilled to have him. He's a, a Grammy-winning Cajun singer, accordion player, songwriter. Oof. He's a member of the Louisiana Music Hall of Fame. He's a good-looking uh, devil too. He, he's a, he's a handsome guy. We're going to get into all of his history of his different personae over the years. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, without further ado, the great good. Mr. Wayne Toops. <laughs> Welcome, Wayne. Hey, Renee. How are you, my friend? Oh, uh, we're so good. We're so, uh, you know, well, I guess the first one of these that we were on with you might have been, uh, I don't know, five or six, seven years ago. I think so, yeah. Or something. And, and uh, you uh, hadn't really, well, what? Your history with the iguanas goes back to the '90s because we were all you. You were very big at the, you know oh, yeah, already. Yeah. You were huge. You're, you were huge. <laughs> you, yep. you had your uh, your kind of beak beefcake uh, persona. You <laughs> totally at that, man. at that time you had the the short shorts, the cut off jean like a shorts. Cajun and Olivia Newton John. Uh, and, and, and y'all were Rolling Stones at the, at, at back then too. Y'all okay. were rolling out. Yeah. We, we were we were we all crossed paths a few times. The high cotton. Yeah, yes, yes, yeah. yes. So uh, so so we go way back, but uh, we didn't really. Get Get to spend a lot of one-on-one -on -one time back in those days. No, we were shaking and moving back. Right, there. right. So, yeah. so then, uh, still. when when uh, Kenny started bringing us all to these these uh, uh, Hawaiian uh, 
jazz and blues festivals, we 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 got to start uh, developing our our one on one time yeah. together, and uh, we, we I think it's been great too, man. It's oh, been absolutely. so much fun. We 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 uh, came to know you as a man who who's a, a fine con- a connoisseur <laughs> of fine wines, <laughs> yeah. and yes. uh, and isn't afraid to order another bottle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. You, without you, much debate, just without, like bring that thing. Yeah, no, yeah. well the the the, the it's it's all arm twisting. Well, that, you know, uh, whenever you see me start crying, you know I've ordered too much wine. Oh, okay. <laughs> because I see wow. the bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There <laughs> right, you go. right. Because yeah. you're not ordering any any uh, shitty bottles of wine. <laughs> no, you, you, no. You, you have uh, you have good yeah, taste, well. and uh, you understand that they bury us all with no pockets. So uh, money exactly doesn't yeah. do yeah. you with you. Yeah. Doesn't do you any good later on. That's right. And and so I just soon share with my friends. Yes, right yes, and and, and and we all learn day by day that uh, there's no guarantees in this life. That's you know, right. You're, no, no. you're here today. You could be gone tomorrow. Absolutely. Yeah. You so, live today for today. That's it. That's yeah, it. So uh, we, we, we have the big show tonight, but we had kind of the, the teaser show last night here at the, uh, the Copper Bar where we're sitting. Uh, it was a full house. Last night, uh, you sat in. And that was fun too. That was that, that was, was great. Yeah, yeah. I think we, I think we changed gears when I walked up there. Right. Know? Oh yeah. Right. Absolutely. And yeah, it went whole... from a nice, nice bluesy jazz yeah. to all of a sudden rocking through the roof. Right, right. Right. And yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah. we got real roadhouse on. We pulled, <laughs> yeah, 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 pulled yeah, out yeah. The, the national anthem of the West Bank and, uh, and, Matilda. Yeah, and, Matilda. And, and Mr. Do- and Mr. Donald couldn't stand it. Yeah, he, he had to get up. He had to he jump, up and he had to jump up. Yeah. Oh, I gotta get me some of that. He's referring get me to Donald Harrison. That was right. great. Yeah, yeah. yeah I like Chief. Don- Donald is uh, irrepressible when he when he when he hears something. And he's like, oh man, I, <laughs> oh, I, gotta, I gotta get some I of that blues. I gotta get a piece of that. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a blues. And I was trying to get the keyboard player like. Come on, bro. Play, play those triplets. Yeah, yeah give me the yeah, triplets. Yeah, yeah, right, right, playing yeah, Matilda. Yeah. Everybody knows the right. triplets. Yeah. Right, right. Don't make me work so hard on the squeeze box. Right, right. right. He, right. he finally jumped in and said, oh, this? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's the way it goes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You got it. So, so uh, let's get into a little bit of your background, Wayne. I, so I know you're you're from uh, Crowley, Louisiana, Crowley, right? Louisiana, population of about sixteen thousand. Okay, well, so growing up in Crowley, you must have been familiar with uh, with with Mr. J. Miller. Huh? Absolutely, yeah. No, we uh, yeah, you know, I, I signed with Mr. Mr. J. and them in the early eighties, and uh, you know we recorded some fine stuff over there. You know, we recorded four albums. Uh, the first two we did at uh, uh, Master Track recordings and then we signed with mercury when we signed with mercury uh we did majority of blast from the bayou from there but we did some some tracks in uh, la okay and there's some tracks in nashville too you so know? so jay was kind of your first producer you would say uh you know what the first producer i ever worked with uh yeah because uh, it, back uh, around 1975 I recorded with uh, Cammy Ducey and Mr J produced those 45 there okay then I, then I got a chance to work with Sam Charter nice nice you know, oh wow with Solid Records yeah wow yeah, legendary yeah. yeah well so uh well but but then when we signed we signed with Mercury you know uh, uh Bob Johnston. Uh, came in and, and uh, he produced the blast from the bayou, and then Mark Miller, uh, Mr. J's son, he produced fish out of water. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, nice. So uh, yeah, the, that's a kind of a dynasty they had out there. They had oh yeah, no all legend, kind of artists, legendary blues place. Totally, you know what I mean? yeah. yeah, with Lightning Slim and Slim Harpo. Yes, and, it's the 50s. Uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, he wrote a lot, a lot of the you humbucking me. Right, you know, Mr. right. J, you know, Mr. J was yeah. up. You know, he was a, a, a writer for Acuff and Rose. 
Oh, okay. he, he wrote a lot of that stuff. Well, you know, he wrote yeah. it. Was it God who made Honky Tonk Angel? Really? That was Kenny Wells' smash. Right. That, I mean, that put her worldwide. Sure. Well, that's yeah. a Jay yeah. Miller song. Yeah. Huh. He, he wrote okay. that with A. Cuff and Rose. You know? Wow. Yeah, nice. I did not know that. Yeah. And over the years, he wrote a bunch of a bunch I thought of he was just a, a producer and a, a record label owner no, that just no, took advantage was, of the guy. No, guys. he was a writer for A. Cuff and Rose back in the 50s. Oh, okay. He actually wrote. Yeah. There you go. Well, so tell us about uh, growing up. What was Crowley like at that well, you when know you were what? a kid? I, 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 was a, I was a little poor boy from South Crowley. My daddy was a retired farmer. Okay. This French press is really good. Hang on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take, take nice. your time. Yeah, uh, yeah we, we got uh, got everything here. No, my parents split when I was five, and I stayed with my dad. Huh. And uh, we lived we we lived by ourselves, and you know, we just you a, and your dad. Yeah, we listen. We didn't oh, have wow. there was a lot of money, but no siblings, a lot of love. Oh yeah. Well, I'm, I'm the youngest one. Oh, okay, okay. I'm the youngest yeah. one. Uh, my sister, that's four years older than me, which is still alive. Just her and I now. Yeah. Uh, she went live with my, my mom. Uh, and I stayed with dad and uh, I had a brother that was nine years older and a sister that was uh, 11 years older and uh, shit, they were old enough you know when they sure. they, they, split, they, they, would do, they went their own way you know and mm-hmm. uh, was your father did he play music my no. father yeah. no okay he, no, I'm the only musician in the family oh. see this would be you taking over for me Joe <laughs> oh really yeah. <laughs> how so no this is what I was supposed no, no, to hey. do <laughs> oh so you want me to shut up and maybe every once in a while interject yeah yeah oh exactly. okay sorry <laughs> hey, hey trust me listen I have enough in this system for five of y'all. Right. <laughs> oh, no. We know you got the capacity. Yeah. So, well, as, as Joe was asking. Um, <laughs> I'll so, shut up. So, you, you, uh, did, how, how did you get into to playing music? Well, you know what? My brother, he was, he, you know, like I said, he was nine years older. Mm-hmm. So, by the time I was 10 or 11 or 12, he was working in the oil field, come back. From offshore, he drank, had an old accordion that, that from my mama's side, my uncle, uh, had a little cheap horner from the 50s, uh-huh. you know, uh, and he'd play a little bit. And uh, only when he drank, though. <laughs> only when he drank. Okay. And uh, so I kind of got interested in a little bit, and he taught me the how drinking. To, no, no, the playing the card. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> so and so he taught me the, my first song, The Wedding March, which is an old standard in the Cajun tradition where they have the wedding dances, yeah. and you play the wedding march, and, and they walk around the, they walk, mm-hmm. they walk around the right. dance hall. That's the first song you learned? Yeah. Uh, That's the first song you learned on the accordion? Yes. Oh, wow. And then he went off to work offshore for two weeks, and when he come back, I knew twice as many songs as he did. Yeah. So, you know, it's not... So you, you kind of you figured the accordion out uh, well, after you know, that we, one song. Well, we grew up listening to that music. I mean, uh, it was in our family. You know, Daddy used to tell me all the time, and Mama, my mama told me too when I was two, three years old, they had this really big club called the Town and Country Club in Riceville, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And listen, when I'm talking about big club, 900 people, 1,000 people, wow. and they have Cajun band from 8 to 12... Then Cookie and the Cupcakes would play one to five. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. wow. yeah, you know. But uh, Mom and Dad had told me more than once that they would go and they had a little playpen. You could bring your kids. Uh-huh. Put and them right them there. there. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then they'd go dance. 
you know and and you still play a lot of these kind of places i know you 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 work all the time even during covid you were probably playing over 100 dates a year <laughs> well we we were doing we do a lot of honky tonks <laughs> and 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 so like you you do a lot of stuff in in uh, west louisiana east texas yeah absolutely and there's a ton of those kind of venues out there yeah, huh? they're, like they you know they're they're starting to fade yeah, but uh, you know I'm able to put together a I, I keep together like a Cajun, uh, an authentic Cajun band mm -hmm. that you I use apart from your other band. Oh yeah, oh. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm able to play, you know, half a dozen times a year with the Cajun band. We do some bazaars. You know, I carry fiddle players, still guitar player. You know, and uh, this one great singer, his name's Jamie Beer. He's he's a man. Matter of fact, I'm thinking I'm trying to get him to come next year. Okay, where I can sit down and play some authentic Cajun music for these people over here. Right. So I've talked to Ken about it. You know, so yeah. But you know, uh, uh, yeah, no, I, we still play. Them, we we play them them little bitty bazaars. They they love it. And there's this old dance hall called La Poussière in in English that means the dust. Uh -huh. It's in Brobray's, Louisiana. Right, and uh, we play there about twice a year. And, and uh, these big places that hold nine hundred, a thousand people—they're in the middle of nowhere. But people come from all over and, yes. and fill them up. Absolutely, it's yeah, crazy, absolutely. Man. yeah. And it's uh, it's amazing. And, you know, Texas is full of big honky tonk dance halls. Uh -huh. I mean, not and they got a bunch of small ones. But everything big in Texas, they they got big dance halls over oh, there. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, we continue to be fortunate to be able to you know work in those places. You know. Yeah, man. Not, and, and, and besides, you know, the festivals and. You right, know. so you so you have kind of a kind of a big uh, powerhouse show band that you that you absolutely Zodi Cajun is a music that. Um, and you know it's the kind of style of music. Uh, I hate to say I create it, but it's something that they had never heard before. Uh, I took the authentic Cajun music and the Zodico music from the fifties and sixties, and I added a little bit of Almond Brothers and Delbert McClinton to it, mm -hmm. and I call it Zodico Cajun music. Yeah, and uh, it's been like that for the last four decades. Nice, nice. Well, we were talking about uh, uh, the other night about uh, Cajun versus Zydeco music, and we were uh, Joe and I were talking about how we had played uh, some festival, and, and Buckwheat Zydeco had oh, been yeah, on Buckwheat, that festival. Man. He was amazing. And, and yeah. it was like uh, the banner said Cajun, Cajun. Festival, and <laughs> Buckwheat yeah. said, I'm not going on stage oh, yeah. until you cover that up, oh, because yeah. this is not we'll Cajun music, this that, is Zydeco that's music. That's right. Uh, he, was, he was very uh, particular about that, and he even had it in his contract, from what I understand. Of course, I've never read his contract, right, right. but I've heard uh, many stories that uh, if, if they had the word Cajun that he would not perform. Uh, huh. You wanted to make yeah. a distinction between right. between exactly. Cajun and, and Zydeco. That's right. And, and uh, so so you you are are, are uh, incorporating all that into you. Well, yeah, you know what? And you know, and, uh, to me, I, I call it cutting edge. You know, I learned to play the accordion like nobody else, and you know, I, I could do some saxophone. Mm -hmm. Parts, some sax parts with you, right? I could do some guitar parts with Rod, uh -huh. you know, and that's uh, you know, I hear the notes, I hear the harmony notes, yeah, you know, I don't use it to play, you know, I learn to play the instrument, 
as an instrument and not just something to play Jolie Blonde or Alonso Lafayette. Uh huh. You know, I, I want to. a thorough working knowledge of yeah, everything it's yeah, capable exactly. of. Yeah, exactly. I want to play some rhythm and blues with it. You know, sure. yeah. And I want to play some ballads with it. Yeah. You know, so and uh, back in the seventies, there was this band called the Texas Cooking Band out of Houston, and Mister Jade Miller uh, used to um, hire these guys to come in on the weekend, like from Thursday to Sunday. And he'd bring in artists, and this was the backing band. They were exceptional musicians. And I got a chance to hang around and do some of them sessions. And they taught me how to be a musician. Yeah. Not just an accordion player by hanging around those guys. And, and you know, it, it, it did wonders for me. So nobody, there's a few people that taught me a few little things, how to play the accordion. But nobody can teach me the way I play. Nobody can teach that. The good Lord can. Right, right. Uh, you know, I give him credit, you know. Uh, well, so take us back a little bit. So you're, you're, uh, you're 13 years old, learn to play the accordion. <laughs> you uh, leave home, run off and join the circus. I don't know. Tell us what happens. You, you, uh, you go to reform school. Uh, well, no, actually. Yeah, kicked out of high school. Well, actually, you know, I had failed so many, so many times. They were like, look, look at and, and my birthday was late in October. So back then, you so know. old. But back then, I couldn't start school till I was almost seven. Uh-huh. You know? And right. then I failed the first year. So, come back around, right. first grade, I turned eight years old. Right, right, and right. And then I failed again in the third. So, when I turned 15, Daddy said, and I was already playing. Uh-huh. I was playing on weekends. I was playing Friday, Saturday, Sunday, $8 a night, four-hour gigs. <laughs> you know? Wow. Yeah. I was the only singer. You know, no breaks. Uh Daddy, uh, that's daddy, how they used to do it then, man. Yeah, daddy, daddy, you guys worked. Yeah, Daddy signed me out of school, and uh, I went to work for uh, 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 a Louisiana irrigation company with a shovel, walking a five mile canal in the morning and three three mile canal in the afternoon, making two dollars walking. Well, uh, you know what? Back then they had irrigation canals. Okay. They fed water to the Fields, rice farmers. Uh-huh. Okay. And we had to walk the levees to make sure that the muskrats and stuff wouldn't cut holes and we would lose our water. Okay, wow. make sure the, those, yeah. those uh, yeah. canals were intact. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. What, that, that was my job. Right. And listen, when I say five miles, that was 10 miles in the morning because I had to walk both sides. And wow. in the afternoon, I had three miles, so I had six. I walked six miles in the afternoon. Is that like a state job? Uh, actually, no. Louisiana Irrigation and, and uh, uh Canal Canal Company out of Crowley. Oh, it's a private company. Okay. Yes. Uh huh. Wow. Is it still in operation? No. No. Oh, okay. No. All the farmers got. They got like you know, hoses they got, now. They got their whole their own pumps now. You yeah. Know? They, they, they still got a lot of rice farming out oh, there. Absolutely, but and they dig their own farm, wells. Right? Oh, okay. They dig their own wells okay. now. You know. All right. But uh, but anyway, so so you're doing that during the daytime. Yeah, and then playing on the weekends. You know, and. Um, Decided to play playing on the weekends was easier than than walking the ten miles right. in, in the sunshine. I got married, and my wife got pregnant, so I quit playing music in 1978. I had just come out with a song called "Fool" in French by John Wesley Riles. Okay, and uh, I, I quit playing. I went working the oil field. Uh, I seen it deteriorate in my dad's life too. You know, that was his world. Me playing the accordion, him bringing me to the dances and stuff. Oh, you know, yeah. Uh, 
So when he passed away in 82, I put together a band called Cajun Creole in uh, about 83, I guess. Uh, we did the 84, the, 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 the World's Fair. World's yeah. Fair, New Orleans, We did 84. the World's Fair uh-huh. for seven uh-huh. days, you know. Nice. Uh, and then when Cajun Creole split up, I put together Zonic Cajun and signed with Mr. Miller. And it's been a blur ever since. Okay, <laughs> nice. Now, now, did your uh, did your family speak uh, French in the home? My or? daddy couldn't speak English. Really? No. Oh, Could really? He knew English. about twenty words. No kidding. Really? So he, throughout his entire life? Yes. Oh wow. He was born in nineteen oh five. Uh huh. Oh okay. You know. Yeah. He was fifty three when I was born at fifty eight. Oh, all right. Okay. Yeah. So that was because I know in a, in a lot of households, uh, French was suppressed. You know, they they didn't want anybody speaking French. Uh, yeah. Like like uh, Louis Michaud, you know, he yeah. he said he had to go back and uh, go, go, go to to uh, uh, Quebec to, yeah. to study French because it had been and, well, and actually, lost. you know, if you go to Quebec, that's the Parisian style of French. Sure, our Acadian dialect comes out of Nova Scotia, right? Montreal still speaks it the same too. You know. Uh-huh. Um, hmm. Yeah, you know, I got a chance to go to Nova Scotia a couple of years ago. It was great. It was the first time I'd been there. Now, we were talking last night about uh, some, somebody else that's, that was visiting here. You were explaining kind of the, the, the uh, history of, of the uh, Acadians. Oh, yeah, you know, uh, and you know, I'm really good friends with Barry Oncelet. Uh He was uh, a professor at UL for over 30 years. Uh, uh, he knows the, the Acadian uh, culture really well, uh-huh. and he's the one who told me that uh, the British drove out the Acadians in seven seventeen fifty one, I believe, and it wasn't until seventeen fifty five that they were they was able to find a place which was right there in New Orleans that would take them. Yeah, that would take them. Mm. There's so many of them, from what I understand, perished on the way because they wouldn't let them in. No uh-huh. food, no water. Right. Just on the boats, disease yeah. running yeah. rampant. Right. You know? oh, uh, so it was until 1755. And uh, history takes place there, you know. I mean, uh, and, uh, there was a lot of, you know, where the Creole comes in. A lot of Haitian people, uh, people from Haiti. Right. That's where, that's where the Creole comes from, you know. And, um, uh, Aren't your people from Haiti? Well, yeah, I was I was telling yeah. telling uh, uh, Wayne last night the, f- the first relatives I had in New Orleans came from Haiti after yeah. the, the revolution. Yeah, you know and that's 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 where a lot of the Creole people come well, from. Well, Louisiana was just a repository of, of any any <laughs> other French people that got kicked out of wherever right. they were. Uh, they yeah, were yeah, we'll take them running yeah. from wherever. Wasn't it owned by the Spanish? Mm-hmm. Uh, w- <laughs> well, uh, but at that time it was still owned by the French. Uh, oh, that's right. Uh, that's that's why that's why they could go there. That's, that's right. Because uh, and I was saying like a lot of people from Haiti went initially to Florida because because right. it was Catholic. Right. But right. then when France and Spain got into a, into a war, then they <laughs> yeah. then they kicked kicked the the former Haitians out of uh, out of Florida, and then then they wound up in Louisiana. Yeah, and ultimately. then and you and I were talking last night about we still live under the Napoleonic law. Napoleonic yes. Code, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, and we're also talking about how and and so your family has been there several hundred years, yeah, and we were 
uh, again talking about how we're not allowed to leave right. these yeah. places. Yeah. That, yeah. That, and, and when I said that, your wife goes, oh, no, like it was like total uh, uh, you know, recognition that, yeah. that yes, and, and, and if you, like you can go, but don't call up and ask us how it is because right. we, yeah. we don't want to know you yeah, now. Exactly. You can, you yeah. can move somewhere, but, but take it with you. you yeah, know? You, broke like, the, you broke the reins. You stay with it now. Right, yeah. right. If you, if, if you cared how we were doing, you would still be here. It's right. Right. It's an it's interesting uh, cultural aspect. So, so, you're, so you are, you're saying... Uh, okay, uh, so, you know... Starting so, the band and... Uh, yeah, you know, so, you know, uh, I signed with uh, Mr. Mr. J. Miller. Uh, with, you know, he owned modern music for a long time. And he had, uh, you know, Bayou Classic, the, the Bayou Classic label and the Cajun label. And he had Master Track Studios. And uh, you know what? We we recorded the first album. We called it the White Album, and that changed the whole picture of what Cajun, which which direction Cajun music was going in. You know, and a lot of the traditionalists wasn't didn't, too keen on what I was didn't doing. Didn't like it. Huh? No, you know, they wasn't too keen. But I never looked back. I am who I am. You sure. know, and uh, uh, from there we did the Johnny Kane Dance CD, which uh, we started getting. Country uh, radio play on country stations, you know, back home. And a guy by the name of Steve Popovich, who had Cleveland International, he found Meatloaf. Uh-huh. Ah. He, uh, somebody by the name of Steve Topley sent him a CD. And he came down to the Crawfish Festival to listen to us. And uh, we had 18,000 people that night. Right. And um, I was backstage, and he come, they introduced me to him and stuff. He says, man, can you feel that in the air? I said, what is that? He said, it feels the magic. Look, I can feel the magic. He said, it feels like a Springsteen concert. <laughs> right. And that's where the thing La Bosse came from. Okay. Bob the John Nipplet don't say. Bob the John Nipplet don't say. The, the boss. Oh, okay. Right on. Right. So, so you were you were putting a whole new face on what was possible for Absolutely. for this music. You're Absolutely. You know, and uh, I think I think it needed it. I think the direction that Cajun music was going, it was really you know you you keep hearing, God, you know the language is dying, the music is dying. Well. We're not hearing that no more. Yeah, you're like not on my watch. Not the, not 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 for the last thirty years anyway. Right on. You know, uh, and I think uh, we've uh, and listen, trust me when I say it's the little bitty bands back home that play every night of the week that keep the tradition alive. Right. My job is to take it and bring it to the commercial world and let them hear it. My job is for me to go in and play fish out of water and train, but then play a Cajun waltz. 
to let them know that this is where it comes from. Uh huh. Nice. You know, uh, an ambassador, and and like last night. So we're we're other side of the world here in Hawaii, out <laughs> in the middle of Pacific, and we have you know all these uh, great Steve Teray from, oh, from great jazz Saturday Night players, Live man, band, you know? uh, uh, Big Chief Donald Harrison is uh, you know t- terrific jazz player, and so we have all these different kind of music, and then you have Cajun music. <laughs> now these people in Hawaii. Uh, I can't imagine that they've ever heard much Cajun music unless they've been to Louisiana. You right, know? right, right. You know, so that it gives me an opportunity to show off uh, the instrument that has been popular in our Louisiana home, home Louisiana for the last hundred years. Right. You know, because they, you know, the the first recording was in 1928 uh, by Joe Falcon and his wife. Uh-huh. La Lafayette as the first Cajun song ever recorded. Uh-huh. But um, they were playing Cajun music before then. Sure, it just just wasn't recorded. That's right, it right. just wasn't recorded, you know. So uh, over the last hundred hundred so years, uh, it's been that's been the popular instrument. Now, when uh, the world went to war, a lot of them Cajun boys they went fight for their country mm-hmm. and it turned into the western swing there was no accordion for a decade uh-huh that's what you got they just did it with fiddles with, with uh, harry schultz okay. and, and a lot of them old uh, other players you know now somebody was telling me the uh, about the, this guy like a Jewish merchant who was the first person to introduce the accordion to Louisiana. I don't know this well, guy. Well, you know the accordion originally comes from, from what I understand. It originated out of Austria in 1860. Mm. You know, that's what I hear. Okay. Now I, I own an accordion. It's a, it's called the Monarch, and there were two brothers out of Germany that made accordions. One of them made Sterling. One of them made the Monarch. I have one. It was built probably in 1926. Hmm. Wow. And I still have it. It's in perfect condition. Oof. And the, the accordions that you use, it's a single reed? Uh, yes, it's a, it's a, they call it a diatonic accordion. Mm-hmm. It, it has the same mechanism as a harmonica. Right. Inhale, exhale. Inhale, exhale. Just can't bend the notes. So you have t- right. two different notes on the, on, the, on the blow and the draw. Actually, I have seven notes to play with. That's it. Okay. On every fourth, on the push, it repeats itself, and over every fifth, on the pull, repeats itself. Okay. So I have ten buttons, seven notes. Wow. All right, you got to make it all happen with that. Well, you know what? Seven pieces of furniture, you can arrange them. You can make a lot of arrangements. There you go. That's right, man. Nice, yeah. nice. Well, so so uh, it's it's the nineteen nineties. It's uh, everything that's it's the go go nineties. You know everything oh, that's God, going I'm on. Oh God, blowing and going, man. We were doing two hundred. <laughs> 200-something dates a year. You know, we did that for two decades. Ooh. Okay. Wow. Now you're you're uh, still a, a young man, a strapping uh, sex symbol. Full of piece of vinegar, man. Yeah. Full of piece of vinegar, man. <laughs> <laughs> thought there was, there was uh, y- uh, nothing could go wrong. Well, you know, until I hit the brick wall. Okay. Tell you us know? about that. Well, you know what? Uh, being, imagine you have this great, R&B rock and roll band and it's fueled by a guy that sings bilingual that plays the squeeze box. 
Right. They ain't never seen that before. With the life. short shorts and the muscle builder yeah, uh, body. Never, <laughs> they've never seen anything like that before, you know. So, hell, it was sex, drugs, and rock and roll right. you know, all the way. <laughs> Absolutely. But it was. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, and me being coming from very poor, man, I spread my wings. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Hell yeah. And then, Going for the gusto. Yeah, you know, and then, you know, I hit a brick wall and I'm square with the house now. Over oh, 17 years. Okay. I'm right. square with the house. Right on. Over 17 years, I'm clean, and I feel great, you know? Nice. Uh, the good Lord has is, 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 uh, given me some chances, and uh, I have a, a, a wonderful little wife in my corner, and I have a seven-year-old boy. I have 145. Okay. It's, uh, it, it's still an amazing trip. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I get up, and I pray every morning, make sure that, uh, you know, he gives me the strength. To, to really do it. And listen, I really enjoy being with you guys, man. I, I think it's an honor. You know, I've been listening, listening here in the iguanas for years. And uh, y'all ain't never changed. Y'all still, you know, good at what y'all do. Same, you know? same four guys, I love man. it, man. <laughs> right, you know? right. And I love that. Listen, yeah. it's a brotherhood. Yeah. It's a brotherhood, you yeah. know? It is. Uh, yeah, y'all, you know, as, as long as we're all going in the same direction, that's what makes me feel more comfortable. Right. Totally. Whenever somebody takes a right, they take a right by themselves. Yep. They're out of there. Yep. You know? Uh, I just see, you know, I really enjoyed as much as I ever did. Uh, I got a bunch of great guys back home, you know? Uh, yeah, they, but you keep a pretty consistent band? Absolutely. No, the same, I, see, I keep the same four guys in the band. Yeah. I keep the same two on the crew. Nice. Mikey's been with me since 88, 89. Oh. Who's that? The drummer. Really? And then Rick's been Rick been recording with me and playing with me since. As a matter of fact, he played the song. The first song I wrote was "Mourn on Me" with the Cajun Walls, and he played. That's when they first came out with the Kurzweil keyboard. Eighty-five, mm-hmm. uh, I guess. Yeah, eighty-six. He played upright bass on it on my song. Oh, on, on, on the, the keyboard. And Rick's still in the band with me. Wow. You know, yeah. I got Steve Grisafi, uh, uh bass player from New Iberia, uh, fabulous singer, good good player. Him and Mike played together in a band called River Road. Um, and then Josh Menard, the little guitar player, D.L. Menard's grandson, the great D.L. Menard. Je passe dans la porte de Nadier, the back door. Uh, that's D.L.'s grandson, exceptional little player. Back door was his song. The back door, yeah. Oh, that's the Almanar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and Mr. DL. Did not know that. Cool. Yeah, you know. You, uh, you, you have any contact with with uh, some of these characters like uh, CC Adcock or? Uh, well, you know, I know CC. I, you know, I don't get a chance to talk to him. He's on his. Uh, he's on a deal with. Uh, I think he's doing something with Tommy McLean. Tommy McLean. Yeah. So you, you must go back with Tommy McLean, huh? Dreams of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I used to go listen to Tommy. Let me see here. I'm gonna give you an example. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a guy, man. Tommy's like uh, in his his early 80s or something, huh? Who, He's 84, I believe. 84. And uh, let's see here. Back in the 70s, before I got married the first time, uh, we'd play a place called Clyde's Camp, which was in Rain, Louisiana, mm-hmm. on the backside of Rain. And then it would, it would finish around seven, seven thirty. 
And we'd strap up. We'd go to the Banachek and do so. Tommy was playing there every Sunday, mm-hmm. 8 to 12. And uh, you know, I got a chance to meet with Tommy. He had some great players. Willie T, uh, the sax player, uh, he he was playing with him. He okay. had, um, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, Alvin Duyon playing uh, organ. Uh, James Stelly played guitar. And Ronnie Miller played drums. That, that, that's how good I knew those guys. Right. I've seen them every Sunday for, you know, a long time. Wow. And uh, yeah, Some of those old memories, man. They, oh, they, they yeah. don't fade. You no, know? they it's don't hard, fade. Hard to remember what tune we're playing next. No, they're, you could remember everybody's name from the band you saw <laughs> yeah. 50 years ago. Yeah, back then we'd go watch them on Sunday. We wouldn't go to bed till Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> you know, but... uh. No, I know Tommy good. You know, uh, my good friend, Mr. Warren Storm, he just passed away last year. Mm-hmm. Man, you, you know, know we, we had all these guys until recently. You and, know? and listen, uh, I, I, knew Warren, I, met Mr., I met Warren Storm in 1975. Yeah. You know, and we go and I recorded on, on some of his stuff, you know, because he was with the Millers for a long time. Right, right. You know, and Buckwheat was too. You know, mm-hmm. Buckwheat and yeah. and a, a guy who was around a lot, and we just lost a couple of years ago is uh, Little Buck Senegal. Yeah, Little Buck. And you, Little Buck. And and, you know. and Little Buck, like you know, I talked to all those guys, Steve Riley and and yeah. Cece, all of these uh, guys. That's all my friends. Right, yeah. right. But they were saying, you know, Little Buck uh, was very instrumental in, in, oh, yeah, in training up those young guys yeah, and absolutely. telling them how this music is supposed to be played. That's right. You know, I was uh, and Little Buck was 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 on different bands that we would travel on the road. So we got to be around him a lot, and he's a really sweet guy. And sometimes he would say to me, one time he was saying, you know, when we first had this music, the Cajun music and and Zydeco music, we played all kind of songs. He goes, now I find like sometimes it gets too simple. Like the people do just these very simple one or two chord songs now, but the, the music is more than that. Yeah, you know what? My favorite was Clifton. You know what Clifton did Clifton in the Chenier. yeah what Clifton Chenier did in the fifties. I mean, he was taking some of those Ray Charles songs uh-huh. and making them into zodical songs. You know, yeah. it did be, oh it did be. You know, and he right. did You know, that's all classic stuff that people don't play anymore. Yeah, you know, you know, if you could find it. A great little Zodico player that knows how to play that could bring back that. It would be something real special. That ain't happening yet? You don't see it. You know what? They're more into the hip-hop type of... You know, redoing, and listen, don't get me wrong, you know, that that everybody is entitled to follow their own dream. Sure. And make their own style or whatever you want to call it. Uh, I just think that uh, they're losing a little bit by not rediscovering the song. See, that's what I did. What I did was I rediscovered a lot of those old tunes from 50 years back, mm-hmm. and we kind of restructured them a little bit, but I sang them the same way. I thought I was going to correct them a little bit. Just kind of adjust the chord progression a little bit. Like Two-Step Mamu. That was the Mamu Two Step by Lawrence Walker in the fifties. They didn't have it. It was an instrumental. We put words to it. Okay. So, and what Barry Ancelet told me that what I was doing, I was creating tradition within the tradition. Nice. Right on. By revitalizing those songs and maybe adding a bridge and extending the story 
Uh, you know, right? Extending the song and making it the the picture a little bit clearer. Sure, uh, carrying it forward, but still still retaining that uh, that, that original ember. That Absolutely. Original, uh, Listen, cult. I can still play those songs the same way on stage with my whole band, my, with my with my high energy band. You know that I, I can still do it that way. Right. It's not me that's changing it. I'm changing the structure around me. To make it sound a little bit more cutting edge, right, right, Re- reframing it. That's right. Yeah. You nice. know, nice. Well, uh, Wayne, it's uh, once again always so great to be <laughs> here you. with you, man. Uh, I could, uh, I could do this all day. Oh, I know, I know, I know. We, we, we could. Uh, I love this, man. Well, well, uh, you know, you, uh, you know, you have uh, words of advice for for young musicians. You have uh, uh, cautionary tales. Uh, man, you know what? I, I just think that. Uh, there's a lot out there to explore, although the markets are not what they used to be. You know, mm. they've Man, changed talk a lot. A, talk about how the music business has changed since we yeah. got into it. Oh, now, yes. when you're talking about like the uh, uh, record deals oh, that, that yeah. people had when like you would sell records, when yeah, people yeah. would buy records. Now, listen, you know, you know, I still sell physical CDs. Sure, on my shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and we, I sell a bunch of them. You know, you print those yourself. No, no. Okay. Uh, no, no. Yeah, because I use you mostly in house. Yeah, I'm all in house. Yeah. And, and, I, and I, but I get them wholesale. Okay. Yeah. You yeah. Know? But, you know, uh, they, they keep asking me, when are you going to record a new CD? Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? I want to, but something keeps holding me back. You know, I, I can't imagine going to spend. Two or three thousand dollars a song to make it because that's how I want to do it. Uh-huh. I don't want anything short of you know twenty, thirty thousand dollars for a CD, okay. and I'm, I'm not going to go cut something for four or five thousand dollars. And it sounds, yeah, the production has got to be right. top notch. Well, you got yeah. you got to do it for yeah, real. No, no, and then but then you think, well, where what is the outlet for this? Right. The, the, You're right. You know, you go spend thirty grand. You know, it's going to take me a while to sell them. On, because nobody else is gonna sell them, right? No, nobody will. Nobody else will sell. Them. There's not the mom and pop stores anymore that you can go to and, and drop ten here and ten there. Right? You know, it's, it's a different world out there. Uh, these young players, uh, they they have some excitement ahead of them if they want to make it exciting. You know, uh, just stay true to what you believe in. What's say, fellas? All right, we got uh, got the illustrious uh, Jason Ritchie and and his lovely wife Caitlin Dibble showing up here. Let's uh, put this microphone together here. There you go. There you go, Jason. All right. Sorry, we didn't get here earlier. Your turn. That's okay. <laughs> J- jump on there, man. Oh, Get that right up against your mouth. A, yeah, I was are saying. Are troubled men? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is, this is the Feral Zone. This is the the uh, sister podcast to the Troubled Men podcast that we do with, when Manny Chevrolet can't travel with us. You know, we, <laughs> that was my next question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where's Manny? Right. <laughs> Where's Manny? Well, Manny's he's down Manny's, on the beach in the sand. We, we buried him. Sand zone since Manny's not here. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, Jason, we're we're thrilled to have you here. This, is this your first time in uh, in uh, uh, in Hawaii? Yeah, this is my first time. Okay. And Kate's too. Yes. Your Caitlin's first time in Hawaii as well. Nice, nice. Well, uh, we had a had the big blowout last night here. Well, not the big blowout. We had the the teaser uh, here at the That's the right. Copper Bar. We have the big blowout tonight out on the lawn. We have we'll have our backs to the sunset. It'll be uh, all the uh, the uh, 
the elite of several pictures with that sunset in the back too. It's amazing, unbelievable, right? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I woke up this morning around three. The moon was amazing. Oh yeah. God, it was amazing. Yeah, we're all on weird schedules. Uh, coming, come from New Orleans, we're all yeah, uh, waking up in the middle of the night, uh, thinking it's morning time. <laughs> yep. Do you, you guys uh, have have thoughts? We're kind of kind of wrapping up here on the on the uh, the the feral zone. The feral cats are fantastic here. Speaking yeah. of feral zone, oh really? Yeah. You've yes. seen a lot of cats. We even saw one creeping above us. Yeah about to hunt Jason and just jump down and, you know, grab him by the throat probably wow. at any moment. But yeah, wow. I caught the cat. And oh, nice. And made eyes and, and it was over. It, okay. it ran off. You fixed him, yeah. so Yeah, to speak. that's why <laughs> yeah. the food goes through me, too. Okay, you know, yeah. <laughs> I protect a moon cat. Okay. Oh, well, you yeah, you, right. you, you yeah. guys are cats. Uh, you have a big yeah. cat affinity. Uh, oh, really? You have, like, you have cats at home? Only one. one. Okay. I'm I'm a monogamous kind of oh. cat person. I see. Okay. I'm, I'm afraid I'd take sides if we got another cat. That if so our cat right. didn't like that cat, I'd be like, yeah, that cat's rotten. <laughs> 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 yeah, fuck that cat. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, uh, yes, it's uh, it's exciting to have uh, all these different people here talking about you know uh, had uh, the Cajun and Zydeco represented for and, and we have. Uh, some strong blues. Uh, this is the first time we've ever had two harmonica players on, on the too same. Many. The same. Already it's it's too, too many. many. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, we had the the thing last night that everybody. It's very sexy when you have the two harmonica players playing off of each other and you you break the band yeah, down. Never heard that adjective ever. Uh, used. Uh, with, the, with two harps <laughs> and sexy, just never. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, no, say, it's I a, have to agree. It's, it's it's a good showbiz move. No, it's that's that's y'all got to that's a showstopper. Y'all got to do that again tonight, man. Yeah, that was you know answering yeah. each other like that. That's great, man. <laughs> you know, nice. Well, uh, I think we're probably gonna wrap it up here. And uh, uh, thanks, Renee. Uh, Listen, thank my, this is my first time. On a podcast, right on. Well, uh, I, I can do it again with you. Guys. Gl glad to to be here, uh, uh, hand holding you through this uh, this delicate uh, procedure, and uh, and uh, you know it's it, it's so terrific to be here with all of you guys, and and back with uh, Joe Cabral once hey. again. <laughs> <laughs> and and again, Rod Trying Hodges. To stay out of the way. Rod Hodges doesn't show up, but we give him an, an opportunity once again. He's he's playing close to the vest, you I, know, Rod. He's 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 yeah, Shedding or yeah, reading yeah, a book, yeah, yeah. reading yeah, a book, uh, exactly. you know, yeah. keeping his own company. Rod, people ask me, well, well what is Rod doing? It's like I don't know. I, 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 I wouldn't know. He, yeah, I've never figured it out. He, he doesn't tell us much. Right, he doesn't you know? say much. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, looking at pictures of us, yeah, yeah. And the funny thing is you see how young we look at that time? We were not young at that. We were, we were our, I was already, a, you know, I already I felt middle-aged by the, by the time we, we started this band. But, yeah, you, you look at us in, in those pictures. All right, well, I guess we're going to wrap this up. But for, uh, for Wayne Toops, uh, Jason Ritchie, Caitlin Dibble, Joe Cabral, all the iguanas and the, uh, the Big Island Jazz and Blues Festival, I am Renee yeah. Coleman. Signing job, off Renee. from inside the feral zone. Yeah. We've got a rundown joint. Outskirts of town with a pretty country people going. Shake it on down. I'm going down at the junk joint. Jam to the break of day. Well, I'm going down at the junk joint. 
jam to no break a day. Where there ain't no bathroom and there ain't no phone, just a hundred crazy people that the cops leave alone. I'm going down at the junk joint. Yeah, that's where I wanna play. Where we going down at the junk joint? Jam to the break of day. Well, O.D. is the man Always got the stuff You can't party all night But it's never enough I'm going down At the junk joint Yeah, that's where I want to play Where well, we going way uptown To the Maple Leaf Jam to the break of day on the dance floor and you know he's drinking with us they all down at the juke joint talking about junior kimbrose yeah that's where we gonna play well i'm going down at the junk joint jam to the break of day i got a half pound of whiskey and a reefer or two uh-oh down at the junk joint gonna see what to do Going down at the jump. Jam to the break of day. Where we going down at the jump joint? That's where we wanna play. Yeah, I think I blow. People gon' shake it on down at the jug joint. That's where we gonna play. Well, I'm going down at the jug joint with your crown, jam to the break of day. Yeah. 